0: Welcome to the Drew Berry Morathon. I'm Taylor.
1: And I'm Patrick. And how did it feel to say that, Taylor?
0: Really weird. I actually don't really like how I said it. I feel like the cadence was not right. Drew Barry Morathon.
1: It's a difficult. It does. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, folks. Okay, the Vince Vonathon w- season one of the show. It's never going to be that good again. It's never going to be that good again.
0: The show was created because of the name. Like, <laughs> it was. We told them. Or- we worked
1: it backwards.
0: Yeah. So, um, it just. It's never going to be that good again. And if it. If Like, I'm not going to do, like, the. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of someone that also has a similar, like. like Roll-off-the-tongue name, but I'm not going to choose based on that.
1: The Mel Gibbs... No. Um, Well, we've talked before about, in the intro, doing just, like, the barrymore which, like, works better without the Drew. No offense, Drew. Uh, but this was the first one. We figured we had to do it right. Do the whole shebang. Uh, hey, I'm Patrick. This is Taylor. This is season two of the Vince Vaughn-a-thon, where we watched every single Vince Vaughn movie. And now for season two, the Drew Barrymore-a-thon, we're gonna watch every single Drew Barrymore movie.
0: You know what I just realized?
1: I, oh no! Oh no. no! I
0: just had a really random thought. Are we gonna watch the Santa Clarita Diet?
1: Yes, I, we are. We are.
0: I actually really wanted to watch that show while it was on, and I just had because I was thinking like you said every every Drew Barrymore movie, and I was like, Bing! There's also a TV show in there.
1: Well, that's uh, that's part of this, right? Uh, one of the reasons we're gonna talk a little bit about. Uh, why we chose Drew. uh one of the reasons that we wanted to do her as as the focus of season two was that uh, definitely a definitely different career right It starts 10 years she's probably about the same age as Vince more or less right yeah. uh, but she starts when she's little and so um we're starting in the early 80s our first movie she's a little little today she's barely in it altered states uh but 1980. Right, so we're covering more ground than we covered last time. None of the movies overlap, and it is a different variety of things, um, including TV shows, TV movies, child performances, which was not a Drew thing, or excuse me, not a Vince thing. I'm going to do that all the time, Uh, and so we just figured like it would. It's a similar challenge while giving us um, a different kind of thing to approach. I think.
0: Also, happy Women's History Month. Um, So we're (laughs) announcing this at the very end of of Women's History Month. So what better to kick it off with our favorite girl boss, Miss Flower Beauty CEO, morning talk show host extraordinaire. Afternoon talk show host. Afternoon talk show host extraordinaire, um, uh, Miss Drew Barrymore.
1: Uh, I hate to say ladies' age, but to clarify from earlier, uh, actually, I'll just say this. Vince is five years older than Drew. How about Mm. that? Uh, but her years active on Wikipedia, which is, is, of course, everybody's main source, starts in 1977. And I believe our first Vince movie was 1992, 1991. Um, so different era, different things, child performances I think we're really excited about. What a career. I mean, from being the little girl in altered states, being the little girl in E.T. to now, you know, you're totally right. Um, uh, all the things that she, she's accomplished since then, um, it's going to be, I think, uh, it's going to be a crazy show.
0: Yeah, I mean, Drew Barrymore is just someone that I'm so excited to dive into. Like, she's had such, you know, Vince it was very off the radar from the beginning. We knew that. We knew that with this project, we were very much, or with the Vince project, rather, our, our season one, It was just going to be about his movies and appearances because he, as we said many times, he has a literal flip phone. Like he's not online anywhere. He is, uh, really not available for much press or interviews, even on like, you know, on discs and stuff. He's not very available. Um, and he is, you know, not super active, uh, in terms of like his acting, you know, he just kind of pops up here and then does indie, it does anything, And now we're dealing with someone who is hyperactive um, on the digital world, which is going to be really interesting, who has been in the limelight uh, since she was a kid. Not just on the screen, but in the limelight in Hollywood um, since she was a little girl. I mean, she owns a homeware uh, company through Walmart that people love. Like, she just does it all.
1: Uh, And to your point, we are going to address some of that as we go. A lot of Vince was like, well, we don't know that much about him. Um, and kind of on purpose. And even if you do some digging, which I did a lot of digging, and there just isn't really that much about him. He doesn't talk a lot about his personal life. She has been, for a very long time, uh, very paparazzi followed. Uh, her, her life journey has been documented to an extreme. Now, sort of controlling that narrative better, you know, as, as she's gotten older. And, um, Uh, sort of become this I love her talk show I'm not a talk show guy but it's it's so happy and it's so fun and she has her friends on there and despite her not at all advanced age it feels like she's like constantly like man I've lived a great life and um, that's cool that's cool especially considering a lot of the challenges that we're going to talk about over the course of this show Obviously, we're going to start really little. We're once again going in chronological order. Once again, it's going to take about a year to complete. That's a year with a lot of doubling up. We learned a lot of lessons last time about uh, when to double, when not to double, when to take a week off to, to keep the thing sustainable. Um, I don't know how sustainable it is or was. One thing I have not heard Taylor say once in the past month is, man, I really miss watching Vince Vaughn movies.
0: To be honest, I, I haven't even thought about him. Like, I it, I was like, all right, it's over. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm very excited for this project, but even I'm like, oh, my God, buckle up, Taylor, because you're about to do it all again. I will say, like, I am, I think... You know, maybe it's just because I'm giddy and and excited about this new new adventure, um, as I was at the beginning of the Vincenathon as well. But um, I do feel like I am just going to be generally more interested in Drew's filmography. Vince was obviously a collaborative decision, um, and, and so was Drew, but, like, Drew's my gal, okay? Like, separate from the fact that we thought that she made a good fit and actually, you know, we, we decided it, this was a very unbiased choice. Like, it was just for many, many other factors that we already spoke about, but Drew is separately my gal. She, she's always been my gal, and so I'm really, really looking forward to this.
1: You know, we also talked a lot about Vince early on, you know, having, like, distinct – eras of his career, and I think uh, from the outside looking in, pretty soon we'll be on the inside of this, but right now we're on the outside of it, and we're going to see the same thing uh, with Drew, I think. Um, many years of child performances, the awkward preteen. Uh, you see a lot of uh, Very interesting decisions when it comes to her sexuality, when it comes to a lot of her roles and stuff, which will be, you know, not super fun to address. But I think an an important part of of her conversation, growing out of some of that stuff, we definitely have like a rom-com era, right? We got the Adam Sandler era. We have her going on to direct. We have doing some TV. We have slowing down a little bit. Um, We have the talk show. Like, we're going to see, I think, distinct eras in the same way. Maybe not as huge bubbles for uh, for Vince which was like the indies the Hollywood's the indies um, but I think we're definitely going to see like a similar kind of wave
0: can one episode I give you a makeover with flower beauty products
1: <laughs> no promises
0: <laughs> please <laughs> no promises
1: um, a year uh, 84 credits on a, on a letterbox 84 credits now the problem with that oh I guess I can take off I don't know how to do it on the computer. Um, A lot of that is, you know, like, behind the scenes of E.T. and the E.T. 20th anniversary special. And this, like, TV show that we're not going to watch because it's a TV show. Um, But there really aren't that many of these. I think um, we have a list that falls in, like, 65 or something. And then it's going to be on on doubling up to finish it in about a year. But a similar project, um, similar undertaking, a little bit of a similar era. I like that we're starting a little bit earlier. Um and uh but yeah, I think that we're going to see this sounds like so cliché, but like I think we're going to see a ton of similarities when it comes to like the charting the course of Hollywood history kind of thing. And I think we're going to see a lot of differences not only in um age or uh, era in working, or being a child star, or or how gender is going to play a role in things, but I think just in general projects that we watch, um, the the kinds of topics that or the kinds of conversations we're going to have, kind of topics that we cover, I think it's going to make it um, a totally different show with us, the same two goofballs hosting it.
0: Yes, I just realized I'm I'm looking up, but we're in our movie room right now. That's where we film. The only appropriate place to film this series. Um, and I'm looking at Patrick's seasonal selection of movies, and he has a baseball selection right now as we approach opening day. And I'm looking at one of our favorite Drew Barrymore movies and going like, "Oh gosh, I'm just so excited."
1: Well, that's a good idea. What right now is your favorite Drew Barrymore
0: movie? Uh, it's always gonna be Fifty First Dates for me. I mean, like I can literally quote that movie. Um,
1: so like, we're gonna watch eighty-two movies, and at the end, you're gonna go, "Yeah, my favorite one is still Fifty First Dates."
0: probably i'm gonna be honest <laughs> but did you know did you know that she currently has a dog named after her character in 51st Dates?
1: i'm gonna learn a lot i think over the next year about drew Remember, i know <laughs> much more about vince vaughn than i ever thought i would know and i'm gonna learn a lot more about drew Barrymore more than i ever thought i would
0: know um but yeah i would say probably 51st states um but oh gosh i'm trying to think um there are just so many that i love uh, but, that, I mean, that one, I think, is just always going to be my number one. I think that there might be better movies that come along, um, of course, but, like, that movie, I, that's probably one of my, like, top ten of all time.
1: Wow.
0: Like, it might be my favorite rom-com, like, ever. Wow. Like, I love that movie so much. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal.
1: I say that as I think to myself, it's very possible that my favorite Drew Barrymore movie will be Altered States. <laughs>
0: Which it, it cannot be because she doesn't even have a line that we see her speak.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about it later. I obviously wouldn't wouldn't count that. We were doing a top ten last time. I'm gonna put that number one. I did a really like altered states though, so I feel like it's 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 very judgmental of me to be like, oh, you already know what your favorite is. Oh, okay. And then as I as look I look at some of her filmography, it's like I love Scream. She's in Scream for five minutes. True. I love Batman Forever more than most people. I do not remember her in Batman Forever. That will be an interesting revisit for me. Um, stuff like that doesn't count. <laughs> so definitely, uh, I would probably say right now, mine is Fever Pitch. Because yeah, would- the Red Sox of it all.
0: Yeah, Patrick and I love Fever Pitch. Like, we know this, we've seen it. I know that a lot of people hate Fever Pitch. Like, not even just, like baseball people hate fever pitch was just like a whole other thing but like i people recognize that that movie is just like total garbage i love that movie like i wish that jimmy fallon and drew Barrymore had just had a career of their own just doing the same bit over and over and over (laughs) again like i loved fever pitch
1: i wish it wasn't gonna take us all the way until 2005 to get to fever pitch because right now it's 1980 and it's gonna be a minute
0: so i was gonna say we have to watch it before the baseball season ends
1: I think there's going to be a little bit more maneuvering of this show than there was last time. Uh, for Vince, I think that like we're gonna save Scream for Halloween. I think, mm-hmm. I think there's there's a couple Christmas flicks in here, regardless of how they fall chronologically. Like at least for Vince, we could be like, oh well, the two Christmas movies were back to back. We're just jumping over them. She's got two or three all in different eras. I think we're just all going to do them at Christmas time. We might do something similar where you know we wait to see where the Red Sox are and the in the. If they're in the playoffs or something like that, you know, although who knows how that's going to go.
0: Although I do think that a, a, if I haven't seen *Fever Pitch in several years, but I'm pretty sure a big part of it is that she meets him in the off season. It she,
1: is. She doesn't yeah. know yeah. that he's a psycho until the, the season starts.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so she just like falls in love with him. And then he's like, just so you know, I'm about to like literally become the worst human ever. And she's like, no, you won't. And then he does. Um, so maybe it would be fitting to be in the offseason.
1: We also have a number of blind spots. Both of us do. The biggest one probably being, I'm going to call you out right here, right now. You've never seen E.T. I
0: don't want to get into it. I'm we'll not... get into it next week. Yeah, we will get into it next week. But you're right. I haven't seen E.T. It has been a conscious decision not to see it. I'm a little nervous for it. Um, it just is what it is.
1: Um. What else? What else? What else? I've never seen The Wedding Singer. Me neither. i have seen the Wedding Singer musical. You remember that?
0: Oh yes, I do.
1: Um, her only directorial uh, uh, endeavor, Whip It. I've never seen.
0: Haven't, but I've always wanted to.
1: I know one of your favorites is He's Just Not That Into You, which is apparently based in Baltimore, which will be hysterical.
0: I think is it entirely based in Baltimore. I think one storyline is based in Baltimore. I, I could be
1: wrong. They, I've never seen it. I've never seen a, a a blind spot. Excuse me, a blind spot for me is one of your favorite movies, music, and lyrics.
0: Oh man! Oh god! Music and lyrics is so good and so underrated. I freaking adore that movie her and Hugh Grant I mean like you literally can't ask for anything better the music in the movie is incredible it's like that kind of like that thing you do where like it's just one song but they sing it over and over and you never get sick of it because it's so good I feel the same exact way about the song and music and lyrics um you're right that is one of my that is one of my favorites that'll probably make a top 10.
1: Charlie's Angels of course we've both watched and loved I think Charlie's Angels was one of the like hey, we might be on to something here when yeah. we were having conversations about who our season two person uh, would be. Also, a movie that she's not in very much, but she was she was married to the writer and director and star at the time, and I cannot wait for you to watch Freddy Got Fingered. You have no idea what this movie is, and you are in for a treat.
0: I've heard of it. I don't know. I've I've heard you talk about it.
1: i'm I'm sure you have wait
0: is is this the same guy that was in charlie's angels yes (laughs) and he falls off the
1: boat you've got a lot to learn taylor
0: (laughs) i'm excited
1: tom green tom green the original eric andre tom green
0: Oh, gosh. Eric Andre been punching the air lately. Seeing and Emily Ratajkowski smooching Harry Styles. Oh,
1: great. I love when you date episodes. And I love that they're never timeless because Taylor always brings up the cultural reference of the week. And it's, you know, in 2032, someone will listen to this and be like, who and what?
0: Yeah. No, I think I think that Harry being caught on film as a horrible kisser is something that will um, live on for generations. Have you not heard this? I,
1: I don't. Like, I don't care. Um Okay, a couple things I want to reference from season one. Right now, this is episode one, and we're not sick. I want to see how many episodes we can make it. I think we'll make it to two, because we're recording in like three days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Three? It's, it's anybody's gamble.
0: Yeah, it is. It's gamble. We just like can't stay healthy. I don't know why. Um...
1: But it's the most bizarre stuff. It was like COVID, like, nothing you. I mean, obviously, a ton you can do about that. Get your vaccine, wear your mask, but nothing you can do about that, yeah. right? My ear infection, nothing you can do about that. Yeah. You know, it's just like a bunch of like. Yeah. Crazy.
0: Cold. Cold. I mean, we've we've said my this.
1: allergies were so bad.
0: If you didn't watch uh the Vin- or if you didn't listen to the Vince Vaughnathon and you're you're picking up with Drew and you don't know Patrick and I too well, um, Patrick is a teacher, so there's really I didn't even
1: think about that. There are people who are listening to this for the first time. Yeah. And what have we talked about?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like some people are gonna be like Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um and then they're gonna be like Drew's my gal not not Vince uh, maybe they'll just love us so much that they go back <laughs> um but Patrick is a teacher so like Jeremy you know whatever I take like I, I take a plane train automobile basically to work I take a train metro and and car to work so um you know I I'm getting lots of lots you were of also
1: a teacher when we first started and of very little ones who just cough in your face and don't wash your hands and
0: yeah literally like i had students just be like <clears throat> and i'll be like okay well thanks i'm sprayed now so awesome now i have mono or something um but yeah let's see i think you know it's spring so who's to say with allergies i'm not going to count
1: allergies. allergies i knock on wood have been not too bad lately
0: yeah, I mean you didn't knock on wood, you knocked on pleather. So maybe yeah. go behind you. There's wood is right this there. Water? Yeah, it is. It's I think. plaster. Uh, uh, it's okay. It's close enough. Better than pleather. Anyways, um, I feel like barring allergies, I feel like maybe we can make it like six episodes. I I know, <laughs> I know that that is like a really lofty goal, but it's getting warmer. Okay, yeah. it seems like people just kind of dry out in the summertime. I think that we can do it. Okay. okay.
1: Also, a bit that was um, basically abandoned from season one was IMDb Trivia.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say talking about Austin Butler. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Robbed for the Academy Award. Robbed. Robbed. You want to talk about topical? Robbed. Okay, now everybody's on the Brendan Fraser drain. Boo. Boo. Um, IMDb Trivia. It fell apart because of one specific
0: episode. <laughs> Let me tell it. Okay, you don't you don't
1: the, the recording of which we'll never see the light of
0: day. Yeah, there's a recording sitting on Patrick's computer that will just like rot and need to be <laughs> terminated through like burning his laptop. Um basically we stum we were doing this IMDB trivia thing weekly on uh, the Vince Vonathon and then we stumbled upon one where <laughs> <laughs> it's like a guy that died. Yeah, one of the actors, like an extra or something, had passed away. And his dad just decided to, like, <laughs> publicly mourn him. Patrick, why are you laughing? It's, it's, like, it's, like, awkward laughing. Yeah, like, his his dad just decided to, like, publicly mourn him, but didn't address that he was his father, but then proceeded clear. to talk about, like, his childhood and, like, the things. It was, like,
1: growing up, Billy loved playing baseball and acting, and he knew that he wanted to do one of those two things.
0: Yeah, and so, um... He passed away, and it was the only IMDb trivia. Like, because these, these, not a lot of these movies have them. And so it's just so funny. To, not funny, but like, it's, we, that's why we abandoned it. The like,
1: bit seemed mean spirited after yeah. that. However, I feel like it is obligatory with the person because there are 81 bits of trivia on her page, and some of them are ridiculous. The things, I will never get over this for those that haven't heard my spiel before. The things that people take the time to type up in this in this website is crazy. Okay, let's start with. Well, we haven't even talked about the nepo baby thing at all. You want to do that real quick? Because there's a bunch of nepo baby stuff in here.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give a very controversial opinion.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I love nepo babies. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I think do I don't think that they should be shamed. Here, here's the thing.
1: Unless you're Ben Platt.
0: Do what? Oh Ben Platt, sorry, I was thinking Ben Schwartz, and I was like, he's a. What? No. I was like, so caught off guard. Um, no, here's my thing. Obviously, yes. Mm-hmm. Does Hollywood need to make more space for people who have less resources? Absolutely. There's clearly an argument for that, but I think it's really naive. To just say, oh, all Nepo babies are untalented losers who just have a lot of money and, and connections, right? Because at the end of the day, a lot of these children... Um, are put in acting classes and singing lessons from the time that they're two years old. And I think that at a certain point, talent can be fostered in that way. We see a lot of talented Nebo babies, you know. I think Maude Apatow's really talented. Um, people love to, to hate on the Apatows, but I, I think Maude's very talented. Drew is obviously supremely talented. I mean, there's just a, a zillion people. Dakota Johnson, I think, is really talented. Um, all these people with varying degrees of, you know... Uh, like, relationship to, to the, to the industry, um, but I think it's unfair to say that they're all untalented, because at the end of the day, they did have resources, they did take classes, a lot of them, they did, um, have the things available to them to make them good at what they do, and, um, they succeeded. Also, if, I personally am of the belief that if two really talented people in the industry then procreate their baby might just be talented. Like when Ethan Hawke and um, Uma Thurman have a baby. Yeah. I'm not, I don't see Maya Hawke as a Nepo baby. I go like, yeah, she probably has more talent in her pinky than I will ever have because her parents are Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. So I don't know. I think the Nepo baby thing, I think it comes from a good place. I think it obviously comes from a place of wanting to, you know, seek intentional space.
1: It's, it's eat the rich, which I'm all, here for
0: yes i am too um but i i just the the go-to argument is like talentless um you know waste of space there are so many more talented people and like maybe that's right but i i also just think it's a little unfair to say in some cases obviously there are some cases that are like what the hell but
1: she also has addressed before she addressed when the it was it variety
0: i think it was right.
1: variety did that cover and they were all little babies and it's the whole thing um She addressed it on her show at the time, and, you know, I I hate to um, paraphrase, but I'm gonna. She said something along the lines of, like, you know, my grandfather had been dead for 40 years before I was even born. You know, I think to just, like, assume uh, lineage equals whatever, I I think there are plenty of cases. I'm going to call out one. Ben Platt should not have been in the Dear Evan Hansen movie. He was too old by that point, right? It's just a fact. He's got a 5 o'clock shot on every scene. He would shave, and they couldn't yell action fast enough before it would grow back, okay? And that's kind of weird. I don't think we're going to see that as much. Uh, So for all those Eat the Rich folks, I I got nothing for you.
0: Drew Barrymore is my president, okay? (laughs) Not my Nepo baby.
1: (laughs) Let's do some ridiculous IMDb trivia. She was ranked number 40 on Maxim Magazine's Hot 100 Women of 2008 list.
0: I think she should be in the top 100 every year.
1: I love the idea that someone was flipping through their magazine, their, their Maxim Magazine, the Hot 100 Women of 2008 issue... And went on everybody's page and logged where they were.
0: That's what I was gonna say. Nicole
1: Kidman, twenty seven. Go to her page. Okay, was uh, ranked twenty seven.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like surely he didn't just do that for Drew. (laughs) And now I'm wondering like how many years has he written? Like is it two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten? Like has he has he done it all?
1: Would you like to look up other uh, people on that list? The two thousand eight Hot One Hundred list. You don't want to know who was number one at least.
0: I mean, I'll note, I can look up who's number one. I don't want to see if he wrote it.
1: Oh, who's he? Who is this he that we've made up?
0: I'm, I don't know. This person. I want to make sure that this person... No, no. I'm
1: saying from Maxim.com. Gotcha. So, Drew was 40.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, just ahead of her, Sophia Vergara. Also on the list ahead of her, Fergie. And what year is this? 2008. Fergie, Julianne Huff, Cameron Diaz, Hilary Duff... Misha Barton, Amber oh, so Heard, Britney Spears, your number 1 Marissa Miller. Who is that? I have no idea who that is.
0: Wait, can I see her?
1: It doesn't have a picture of her. Number 2, Scarlett Johansson. Mm. 2008 was Marissa Miller was a model who was 30 years old in 2008. So that Oh, she was a Victoria's Secret, what are they called?
0: Model? No, they have like names. Oh, an angel. An angel.
1: She was a Victoria's Secret angel in two thousand and eight. Anyway, other ridiculous trivia. She is a fan of the movie Grease two. Slay. You ever seen Grease two?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Maybe I have.
1: Probably not. I feel like you'd remember. She was born at eleven fifty one Pacific Standard Time. On what day? I would have to go to another page to find that information. Yeah, why would? They but think- that would be February twenty second. <gasps>
0: Oh, she just had her birthday. Is she, what's her, hold on, what's her sign? Let's see. Drew, and now, hey, hey, why don't you, why don't you keep that time up there? I'm going to look up her birth chart later. Um, Drew Barrymore's sign.
1: Would you like to guess?
0: She's a Pisces.
1: Only one of her movies has been selected for the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetic, aesthetically significant. Would you like to guess what that one movie is? I have no Every idea year they idea. put five movies like in a vault. Yeah. You know, so if the world explodes, like we have these movies. and uh, It's like Wizard of Oz, Citizen Kane, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. You get the idea. Is it E.T.? It is E.T. Okay. She was formerly a vegan.
0: Yeah, I think I knew
1: that. And on that has said, I don't eat a ton of meat and I don't wear a ton of leather, but I just don't put strict limitations on myself anymore.
0: Love that. I... I follow a similar lifestyle
1: speaking of not putting strict limitations on herself according to wikipedia everybody's favorite source in an interview with contactmusic.com in 2003 barrymore said do i like women sexually yeah i do totally i have always considered myself bisexual i love a woman's body i think a woman and a woman together are beautiful just as a man and a woman together are beautiful being with a woman is like exploring your own body but through someone else
0: Ditto, Queen. I mean, I mean, <laughs> what do you mean, ditto? I, you know exactly what I mean, ditto.
1: Okay. Anyway, uh, Barrymore is the godmother of Frances Bean Cobain, the daughter of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Huh. Interesting. I did not know that at all. That is an interesting rabbit hole. We should fall down one day.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Last one.
1: During an appearance on the Rosie O'Donnell Show in 1996, this is a long time ago, so things might have changed she said that she never watches any of her movies.
0: Oh, I feel like I have, I had heard her say that before.
1: So we are fairly confident that we are the only two people on the planet that have watched every single Vince Vaughn movie. I mean, maybe like his dad. Even then, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> Taylor well. Sugarhead.
1: Do you think? I don't think we'll be the only two to watch every single movie. She's beloved. Enough to say that Vince wasn't. She's beloved.
0: Yeah, I don't think we'll be the only two. Only two to document it, which that's what a monopoly is. So, yep, you just have to coin the idea and run with it. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we'll be the only two. I feel like
1: Drew is like Paul McCartney. Like, just, I, I see, we're both wearing Paul McCartney shirts.
0: <laughs> yeah, so clearly we're biased in this, in this, uh, it, what am I trying to say, this comparison.
1: Long lasting. What?
0: She's fifty, isn't she?
1: Okay, excuse me. She's not. Okay. But you get what I'm saying, okay? Long class. early success. Yes. Okay. Still here, still rocking. Everybody loves them. Everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. He's bad.
1: ninety years old. Those are, there are different things
0: here. Yeah, I mean, i I I guess I understand what you're saying. I think like, they can both do no wrong. Yes. You know, like they were both um like Drew had her had her childhood things that you know people could have disliked her for and could have let, you know, ruin her um her reputation. Paul was obviously a part of the Beatles and the Beatles had a lot of shady things that went on with them and the members of their band and his closeness with members of the band. Um but regardless like they transcend like public thought and they just are like beloved. So
1: my, my question is in this in this uh comparison who is vince vaughn
0: in the beatles he's not a Beatle. like who's just another star that i would he's
1: dave girl okay anyway moving on what altered states
0: dave girl is way too likable
1: <laughs> <laughs> altered states from 1980 drew's very first movie
0: do you do you think that drew and vince have met I would believe
1: yes, they have met.
0: What do you think? What do you think she thinks of him? Well, she, I think she likes everyone to a certain degree because she's just so kind. I don't think. I think you're
1: being really unfair to Vince right now.
0: No, I mean, listen, love, love my guy, but I do think that I can see a universe in which maybe he's not um, the most generous um, social companion in the world.
1: Her career began at 11 months when she appeared in a dog food commercial. It's just like Vince's uh, Chevy commercial.
0: Except he was like 19.
1: After, after her film debut with a small role in Altered States, boom, paused Altered States. Let's talk about Altered States a little bit. This movie was freaking insane. To address uh, Drew being in it for a millisecond, she plays the daughter of the main character.
0: Not even the only daughter. The youngest daughter. One of the two
1: daughters of the main character. And it is very important to the plot that he doesn't give a shit about his children. And, I mean, he loves them, you know, whatever. But, like.
0: He has one love. And that is science. And that is becoming a monk.
1: Okay, we're going to get into some spoilers for Altered States, folks. So if you wanted to do the intro to, the, to Drew, why we chose Drew, love Drew, that part is over. If you plan on watching the movie Altered States, I I really think that you should turn this off. I don't want to tell people to turn off our podcast. That screws up our numbers. You can pause it and come back to it after you watch this movie. But if you plan on watching this movie, you you need to watch it. You should not let us ruin it for you.
0: Agreed. So here's your chance. And now moving on.
1: William Hurt. And I want to say that it might have also been William Hurt's first movie. It was. Hmm. William Hurt's first movie. Letterbox says, a research scientist explores the boundaries and frontiers of consciousness using sensory deprivation and hallucinogenic mixtures from Native American shamans He explores these altered states of consciousness and finds that memory, time, and perhaps reality itself are states of mind. So he's essentially on a mission to, and he says something along the lines of, he's on a mission to discover like a past life of himself, but a past life before life existed. Like, When it was just molecules. Like he's trying to like get
0: back to like... Square one. Square one. (laughs) Molecule one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he basically... He is making the case that all these years of, you know humans being alive and and your ancestors and your very first ancestor and whatever, they all have genetic impact on you today. Um, might be minuscule, but it it is connected. You are hypothetically connected to Adam and Eve or the monkeys or whatever. Like you are, you are still today tethered to them through genetics.
1: So early on, he he uses it as like a religious thing. He 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 does the sensory deprivation stuff, and he has these dreams of like Jesus being crucified on the cross, and him becoming a goat and being crucified on the the, the images in this movie are bonkers, and then he eventually realizes like oh no, it's not creationism, it's not, it's evolution, and I can, mentally in my I don't even, I'm not a scientist, not so to explain this. I can mentally, in my hallucinations, go back to, like, a primitive state.
0: Yeah, but he believes, because during one of the trials, they realized that there was a temporary, they were analyzing his, like, brain waves and stuff, obviously, and um, there was a temporary regression in, like, the literal form of his brain. Like, his brain regressed to, like, a, a there was a part of his brain that regressed to, like, a more primal, original brain state um so there was then um there was evidence to support the fact that if your if one part of your brain can do that then what's not to say that more of your brain and your body can also transform based on like going back into this primal state so um he he goes to mexico and he meets these native i guess they're not native people native not native americans native people um Meets these native people who do a sort of.
1: Um, Mexico is in North America.
0: Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, I guess I thought of it more of like Native Americans, like yes. America, sure. United States of America. Um, Native Americans, um, and he goes and and they do this sort of uh, ritual and they create this potion that is mushroom based um and um, he he starts taking it regularly and he says like i feel like there is a mental block like there just gets to be a point where when he was doing this out in the world when he was doing this like in mexico and stuff he felt like there was a mental block like he could only go so far back in his mind because there's too many external stimuli so he said i need to pair it with the sensory deprivation tank in order to get like a fully you know, transformable experience. We're
1: getting a little ahead of ourselves. One thing that's important to note is like the ethics of um, uh, experimenting this stuff on other people is incredibly murky. So he just does it all on himself. And, uh, well, partially because he wants to experience it as well. And he has completely abandoned his family. Um, his wife, played by Blair Brown, who after this movie I have like a little bit of a crush on. She is totally down for all of his bullshit until one day he's like, you're you're annoying me. Like, you're in my way. Domestic life is not for me. I don't care that you're supportive. I don't, don't want you around, basically. And uh, and just leaves the family and the two little girls, uh, including young Drew, whose one line is like, I love you, daddy, or something. Or it's like, isn't it past my bedtime or some snippy or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. And she's not even seen saying it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, like she says it off screen and then it cuts to her standing in the doorway. Yeah.
0: So who knows?
1: Very similar and once again to, to compare it to Vince. Vince, his very first movie for the boys. Essentially not in it. He's an extra. We tried to find him, we couldn't find him. This is like one step up. It's not Drew's movie. But she's in it like we saw her. We we knew, you know, that was probably her voice.
0: It's our cute little face. Yeah. She's, she's so cute
1: and so he starts doing these experiments on himself and it's hysterical not only are the are the hallucinations bonkers and the things he says like he he'll be like in the sensory deprivation tank and he'll be like yelling out what he sees for Bob Balaban who's like his assistant to by the way I've never seen Bob Balaban with hair and I did not know it, it was him until an hour into the movie when I like Check the time, and on Amazon it like tells you who's in it, and I was like, "Oh my god, that is him." Uh, Anyway, he like yells like the craziest stuff out. Like he's like, "Right now, I'm eating a goat." Like he just he yells.
0: He narrates it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um,
1: And eventually, some of these hallucinations begin to happen, and in his attempt to like devolve back into his primitive self, he becomes like a caveman.
0: Yeah, not like a caveman. He becomes a monkey caveman. Well,
1: at first he becomes kind of like a monkey. Like he grows monkey feet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You really get caught up on the monkey feet, huh? The
1: monkey feet thing was so funny to me. Because he's like, he's in bed and, and he's like, with this student that he, he just had sex with. And he gets out. It's like, it's already, like, awkward for us as the viewer anyway to watch this. And, like, his muscles start to, like, grow. And he starts to, like, monkey out, basically. But he's, like, trying to push the muscles and stuff back in because he doesn't want to, like, wake her up.
0: <laughs> and then he looks down at the shower and he's got monkey. One could say he went ape mode. <laughs> Show and he's
1: like his eyes bulge out of his head. He's got seven toes and shit. It was so funny. It was so funny. And then he eventually like Hulk's out to the point where he becomes a caveman. And then the point it cuts to another actor, <laughs> like the actor who plays the caveman, who's like half his height and runs around and does crazy gymnast caveman shit and
0: kills people.
1: It breaks into the zoo and eats animals and shit. It was hysterical. I loved it i loved this movie
0: and patrick kept going <laughs> what like okay so like when is he gonna become a monkey again like i want him to become a monkey because
1: i love the monkey patrick, it's 10 minutes of him having monkey feet and it was hysterical
0: like and i just kept thinking like he's not gonna become a monkey again okay like you are getting a little uh wrapped up in the monkey here like it's gonna go farther than that like this movie is insane And like, it's going to go even farther back. And as I was saying it, as I was, it was, it was coming out of my mouth. I said, you guys, he's transforming into something. We don't know what yet. And I said, you guys have got to give up on, because we had another person here. It wasn't just Patrick. I said, you guys have got to give up on the monkey thing. Okay. Okay. We're going way past monkey. We're going, and then at that exact moment, he turns into a black hole. And I went, <laughs> "Black hole."
1: <laughs> we're going. We're talking atoms. We're talking molecules. Yeah. We're talking cells. We're talking, he's
0: oh, black hole. He's
1: not a monkey anymore.
0: Yeah, and so I was just like, "You guys, you guys are idiots." Like we and there's could- like the scene where he's like at the end, the climax,
1: where he's like walking through the hallway, and both he and his wife, his ex-wife now, I guess, are like spazzing out I guess I should say that they're they're like
0: they're literally glitching like they're, they're glitching. like t- Thank you. so he is like TV static is the only way to describe yeah. him he's like a, a shape that is just TV static and she is like magnum lava
1: <laughs> and then the point, he like fixes himself
0: by bang by literally this is so funny by banging himself against the wall like a staticky TV you have to bang to realign
1: <laughs> but she's still lava
0: yeah <laughs> So then he hugs her, but doesn't get burnt somehow. Um, And then they magically...
1: And the final line of the movie is... I love you. I love
0: you. So this man had to turn into a whole-ass black hole (laughs) in order to tell his wife he loved her.
1: Oh, my God. I love this movie. It was really good.
0: I know, like, we are doing it zero service, but it was actually very, very good and, like, very compelling. Um... It makes me like I I just find science really interesting. I find like experiments very interesting. Obviously,
1: coke and mentos, <laughs> you know, baking soda and uh, vinegar. vinegar. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, all that. Um, but I also find like listen, I have never dabbled with the hallucinogenic drugs, but a lot of people close to me have, and um, I've always been curious about it. I know that I have not because I know that I could not handle it. Um. But I've always been curious about the experience because, like, my mom knows people who feel like they have met, who feel in their bones that they have met God. I know people who feel like they have met, you know, ancestors. Um, I know someone in my personal life who holds, like, ancestral like mushroom healing like events um where you go like for the sole purpose of connecting with your ancestors so um it's always been really fascinating to me the way that we can access but altered states of consciousness um and this was for being a, a film in the 1980s when you know this stuff was much less talked about it was actually a really powerful representation of that i think
1: I just found it really funny. I found it really funny. I lo- I think it's, um, like, how to build stakes 101. Like, it starts off really small. It's one of those, like, uh, you cannot believe where the movie started based on where it ends. Because like, at the beginning, he's, like, smoking pot. And it ends up with him being a black hole. And, like, it builds in increments every time that, like, seem... Like, the next logical step. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, of course he's going to hallucinate and eat a goat. Oh, of course he's going to monkey out a little bit and grow some monkey feet. Oh, then he becomes a caveman. Then he becomes a black hole. Like, you can see, like, the de-evolution yeah. while the movie's going in the opposite direction. I think it, it just, like, dramatically worked really well.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that... It also had a very strong cast. I think that everybody, um, I think it would be very easy to turn something like this into kind of a joke. um, Because listen, the graphics aren't incredibly strong. It was the 80s. It was a lot of like collage photos um, and, and, you know, hyper saturation and and et cetera. But um, nobody played it as a joke. Everybody played it very sincerely. And I think that that added a lot to it.
1: It's definitely like a horror movie. Like I could see how you could watch this and be scared shitless.
0: Uh, I feel like it would be more like thriller, not uh, horror. Same concept, I guess. Okay. I mean, I, there's, there's some body
1: horror in here when there he's is. monkeying out. You know, um, you could definitely watch this and be scared out of your wits. And I was at Like, I was not sure what he was going to do in monkey mode. You know, like I, I was worried about where the movie was going to go next. Right. Um, like eating a goat was like the least of my worries. But for whatever reason, I just i thought it was hysterical like i was eating it up
0: yeah i feel like you and i liked it for very different reasons
1: i don't know if you would call it camp you probably wouldn't you're the resident camp expert around here
0: i please don't say that about me because uh, if anyone knew who i was in real life they would know that i am not the resident camp expert i'm like carly claus looking camp in the eye at the met gala
1: i don't even know what that is um thanks for another dated reference
0: I think it was Carly Car- Kloss. Um, basically, the basically
1: from the Wix commercials?
0: So basically let me look hold on, let me look who it is real quick. No, I no, this is very important. Um, talk for a second. Uh,
1: but for whatever reason, it I think it, it almost in the way that I was yeah laughing at the
0: Okay. It was it was Carly Car- Kloss. Um, so basically several years ago the Met Gala obviously had their theme was camp. And like literally no one knew what to do. And Carly Kloss posted a photo on Instagram of her and her Met Gala outfit. That was the most basic, uncampy thing you could ever put on. And her caption was looking camp in the eye. Hashtag Gala. And everyone thought that, that like posting a photo of your non campy outfit and saying looking camp in the eye was the most camp thing ever. That it's like become a cultural phenomenon, looking camp in the eye.
1: I watched Altered States last night, and that movie made more sense to me than what you said just now
0: about being camp. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there was a um, maybe a lack of representation of I don't know, like I don't know, it was a pretty cis movie to be incredibly camp.
1: That's not what I mean. What I mean is I wouldn't actually call it camp. That's what I was saying. Mm -hmm. My point is, however, in the same way that you laugh when things are awkward or I find that IMDb IMDb trivia thing that is really sad, particularly funny, I think this was like a – this is so crazy and so sad and so scary that it's hysterical.
0: No, I'm with you. Yeah. I also just think it was a good movie. I,
1: I I think it does both things. I think it does both things. I think, Like I said, I think it's really effective dramatically, and I also feel like I got something extra out of it just because my own sensibilities.
0: Gotcha, I'm with you. It's
1: not the same kind of humor as Wedding Crashers. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah, no. Anything else you want to say about Altered States other than it just being bonkers and having monkey feed? And being maybe my favorite Drew Barrymore movie? Well, I, right now it's number one because it's the only one uh, that I'm counting right now. Actually, I'm probably not even going to count it. <laughs> it's like number zero.
0: Um, listen, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than I just – I really, really enjoyed it. I think that it was really strong. Obviously wish that I had s- at least would have seen Drew say a word, um, but she's adorable um and i'm just i'm just excited about all this
1: we're gonna step it up really quickly because next week it's et which is obviously a huge movie which she plays a major part in at, at a very young age but we're also in an attempt to finish this roughly around the year period doing a lot of doubling up and we're watching her first appearance on snl hosting snl at like Six or seven years old. No, I double check the age before the episode next week. Still the youngest person to ever host this show. So two for really good for two. I don't know why you'd have a four-year-old host SNL. Um, and also the eighties were so weird. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of like man the eighties were weird moments. I think um, two huge conversations next week.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Never seen E. T. Um, very excited to see a historical, technically episode of SNL. I always like watching SNL. I'm always happy when we get an opportunity to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Last year we did Vince's SNL episodes like on their own, and we just do not have the time for this this time.
0: Yeah, gotta gotta plow through.
1: Anything else you want to say about the Drew Barry Morathon season two? Vince Vonathon and why he's exactly like Dave Grohl and No, I will not explain. Altered States, anything you're looking forward to?
0: Um, I'm just looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this project. I'm looking forward to. There have been so many. I mean, we've. Listen, we've been sitting on this bad boy piece of information for a little while now. So um, there have been a lot of times where I've been wanting to watch a Drew movie and Patrick has gone like, nah, let's wait. Let's wait because it'll be coming up in the next year. So I'm excited to just like watch her movies um, because I, I'm just constantly like, can we please do this? Um, and yeah, so I, I'm excited to watch her movies. I'm excited to like really dive deep into to Drew trivia and her life and stuff um, and uh, just get started with it. I Listen, I have not particularly missed doing the Vince Vonathon, um, in in our in our month or so off, but it is exciting to be embarking on a similar adventure.
1: I'm happy to know that we can do it. We can watch all of these movies. We've done it before. I'm gonna make an early call and say Vince probably a harder challenge with some of the things in there. Although some of these drews I'm sorry, Drew, if you're listening. Some of these, I'm not looking forward to.
0: Like what? Like
1: the fifteen-year-old sexualized stuff is not going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. And there's like eight of those.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um.
1: He's just not that into you. No, I'm actually looking forward to that one. Um. No, I think that's about it. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, this show is going to come out every week, okay? Uh, just like Vince Vaughn. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Thank you. Go back and listen to some Vince episodes. What was your favorite Vince episode?
0: Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, I loved everything where we had a guest.
1: I was just that was my answer.
0: Um, I really loved everything where we had a guest.
1: Except for Joey.
0: Yeah. Um, screw Joey. No, I'm just kidding. Um, i not... I mean, I, I liked all we'll, of
1: our... We'll save the guest episode.
0: I I just – I think The Breakup is probably my favorite.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Go back and listen to some of those episodes with our great guests. Go listen to our guests' shows. They all host great shows, most of them, except for Joey. His show's not very good. Um, You know, go check them out. Go listen to some of our past episodes. Um, Dig into the archives. We also host another show. We didn't introduce ourselves at all. We should not have waited until the end of the show to introduce ourselves. We host another podcast – it's called Why 2 kids where we watch TV shows and movies from 95 to 2005, eat nostalgic snacks, reminisce on our childhood. Okay, that show also comes out every week. We have a website, FeaturePresentationVideo.com. It's the home of this podcast and everything we do, all the pods, all the columns, all the reviews, all the lists, watch lists, suggestions, all of it happens on FeaturePresentationVideo.com. You can go to our website, put your email address in. We'll send you everything that we do for free. We put out... Free stuff, five days a week, Monday through Friday, this podcast included, weekly. Um, Obviously, you can listen to this on your listening app of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. I would prefer that you listen to it on the website because that's where we want you to be. We want you to hang out with us over there. But if you are on Spotify, you are on Apple, rate us five stars. Leave us a nice review. Tell us your favorite Drew movie, what you're excited about for season two. Drop some season three suggestions. 'Cause we already gotta start thinking about that, believe it or not.
0: We love talking to you guys too. Uh, we, we made a lot of nice inner friend internet friends. I didn't not inner friends did not come across like I wanted it to. Internet friends uh, during the Vince Fawnathon, and we hope to make some more with Drew. So you can find me on Letterboxd at Taylor Malone. and want to see what we're watching week to week beyond the Drew Berry Morathon. Um, but you can also find me on Twitter, where I'm going to be talking a lot of Drew, a lot of baseball, um, and a lot of life. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mailer Talone.
1: I'm at Patrick J. Regal everywhere you find people online. As of this recording, the Drew Berry Morathon handles are still undecided they will be in the description down below you can click on them they'll be decided by then and uh and you can uh go check us out on twitter on uh, instagram you can send us an email but the best place is featurepresentationvideo.com that's where we want you to be and that's where we will see you guys next week for et and her first appearance on saturday night live
0: see you then